0: Welcome to, for what it's worth.
1: I've known about furries for a long time before this experience, but I'd never seen it in action. I I, I see the furries at the
2: cons, and I know, I'm always wondering who is in there. That's the first thing I'm wondering: is it a man? Is it a woman?
3: An introduction to and exploration of the furry fandom. Wait for just one second until yes. you guys
1: have pulled out.
0: Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I mean we're pulling out
1: right now, so it's, uh, it's a slow process. <laughs>
0: We were so excited to bring you this episode, and we worked really hard on it.
2: Oh yeah, and like the mechanism that makes the
1: fire blow out of his mouth, that's probably four grand, right? It was coming
0: along great! Have you
4: had a party emergency.
1: Got one right now.
4: (laughs) (laughs) When is the new Animaniacs?
1: Five and a half hours, I got a party (laughs) emergency.
4: You know, bend it to the right here. But then those two fools, Rue and Tugs, took a
3: narrow in the knee. Hello, everybody! We are back! And guess what? Tugs is in studio! Yes, he again. is again! Woo! Today we are going to be talking about the wonderful topic of gratitude! Yay! But until we get to that particular point, first of all, I am Rue, and this is the lovely, lovely, esteemed co-host that wags around with his little puppy bear tail, wow.
4: Tugs. That's a lot of intro.
3: <laughs> well, you wanted me to introduce I, you, right? I, I did.
4: I did. I just didn't know we were going to add ten adjectives to the process. I'm good with this, though. So I'll continue.
3: And then we have the cheese head. The cheese head that has always been there for us, except for today.
4: <laughs> I'm Delta! Just
3: I'm just getting Delta! Hi, Delta!
4: The inside joke for those watching at home is that he's wearing a, a jacket that says Delta like it's his name.
3: So, Voss is here in the studio. In the airline. Li- listening to it from the air. And then we also have a guest, but we'll introduce that individual a little bit later. So, first of all, Tugs, how has your holiday trip been going for you?
4: Next time I should book more time here, because I've, I've been going non-stop. I did allow myself the privilege of sleeping in, and that was quite wonderful. Because you know how I always say, oh, I'm so tired when I go on a trip. Um no it was good. It was good. I gotta spend time with lots of people I wanted to see and while I'm while I do miss my bed at home, I'm making the most of my time down here.
3: Where are you currently staying?
4: Undisclosed location in northern well, part of the state.
3: It's a motel, or you staying at a No, I'm staying with family. because okay.
4: yep, it's you know, it's it's cheap.
3: And how was your holidays?
4: Um smashy. Smashy You had a lot of smash. We did have smash. We had a good six-player match yesterday going with just baseballs.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so so tugs, Skylos, so you can stop listening. Um, <laughs> so tugs, what is some of your um, your characters that you play in Smash?
4: This I is what everybody. wants I play to all know. of them. I don't. I don't sit around going, oh, who have a main? I, I just go to random. Okay. Well,
3: how's how's your what's your favorite?
4: Do you I have really, favorites? I really don't like. I it depends on my mood. I'll just play whatever I feel like.
3: So you just love playing all the six thousand Fire Emblem characters? Is that your favorite?
4: <sighs> I mean, they're not my first choice, but like if random puts me there, I really literally go to random half the time. Uh-huh. Uh So I like I, I try and be evenly skilled with everybody. I don't, I don't buy into this whole main concept because I'm not a hardcore player like that. I know it's not the most sexy answer. You want me to do something great like you know Mr. Game and Watch or something? It's just not. What about you?
3: Me It's Fox, isn't it? Oh, no, it's always been Princess Peach. That's just just me for uh-huh. some reason. I'll, ever since melee and you know, Princess Peach and Marth battles, it's like Princess Peach's skills have just always floated along with me. What so. about Daisy
4: with the mushroom in her butt? Um, she has shrooms. Oh
3: my gosh, Daisy is like I don't understand why she's an Echo fighter. like that's really weird. Like, why is it that she's a separate fighter? Why can't she be like Olamar, Olamar, and what what's the other guy's name? Al- Fred. Not Fred. It's like Alpha or something. Yeah. Fred. Olamar and Alpha.
4: So she was an alternate skin, but I think it's kind of fun. But they screwed it up by not having her say hi. I'm Daisy. Oh yeah. She that's needed true. to say that.
3: She is kind of annoying though, so that's kind of why it's fun to play as her. Yeah. Like especially get people get beat up by Daisy. How was your holiday? Uh, my holiday was amazing. It was lots of fun. My husky gave me a. Beautiful commission of us drumming on on um ta- um Tycos. Ta- taiko drums mm-hmm. so it's really really adorable and cute and um of course, the Christmases became the Christmas of um like Nintendo gift cards, <laughs> which I'm one hundred percent okay with. I love that my friends send me like they know what to get me. Just give me a Nintendo gift card. I'll be happy
4: Now did he come down your chimney? huh? Did your fox? Or did your fox? Did your husky come down your chimney?
3: Um, that that is a personal question. Did your fox, you know, come down your chimney?
4: No, no. <laughs> I gave him a lump of coal when he tried that.
3: Oh, okay. You're, you're such a
4: dork. Breed your damn cookie.
3: Awesome. All right, I need some music.
4: La, 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 la. Okay, read your cookie. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow, the low car in this I am tired. episode. I am tired. I, I make no applause. This is your tired.
3: We're recording this the day after Christmas, guys. I think my
4: coffee's wearing off.
3: Uh, you need another one. No. I don't have Tim Hortons I don't for want you. to be
4: up all night. No, it's good. It's good. <laughs> well, no, no. Okay, so you know you have a coffee and you go up and then like you plateau and then eventually there's the drop. I'm at the plateau now.
3: All right, so the cookie today is from an old friend. An old friend introduces you to new people and pleasures in bed with a cookie. That's true. How often has that happened to you, Tugs?
4: (laughs) Regularly enough that I believe it's true. (laughs) It's not, I know it's not sexy. All right, so forget potty break. We're moving right along because this is the gratitude episode. We need to get to the humbleness, the humble.
3: You know, I am
4: the most humble person. Totally am. Yeah. And speaking yeah. of humble people, we have our <laughs> guest. He's been on before, but I, which episode were you on? First one this season, I believe. Is that
3: season episode one on this season?
5: Yeah, What it was is. our first
4: episode this season?
3: Uh, Heartbreak or something. Uh, yeah, something like that.
4: Yeah, okay. So he's back. He's beautiful. And he has pur- purple eyebrows? Uh, I don't remember. It's sure. Oaken. Hello. <laughs> Do you really have purple eyebrows?
5: Uh, I think they're green. I'd have to check. I can't
4: see. How him. do you not know your own eyebrow color? <laughs> Isn't that supposed to be part of the the deal? Like, uh, you should know your fursona's colors?
5: Well, it's, my main son is a fox, actually, so. The tiger's a
4: fursuit, so. Oh, now that clears up all those questions I had. I was like, that doesn't look like a fox, <laughs> but maybe he has an interesting interpretation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it,
3: it's a
5: thing.
4: He's an adopted character.
3: You have a fursuit named Pride, right?
4: Yeah, he's
5: a tie dye tiger.
3: Awesome. So, tell, tell us a little bit about you. What do you do for the community? Who are you? Different things like that. When did you fall, fall into this furry fandom?
5: Uh, I fell into it like a lot of people do, just uh, discovering it online. And That means uh, porn. Yeah. Well,
4: <laughs> it's okay. We all got into it through That's how we
5: all get in there, right? <clears throat> um, but, you know, since uh, getting involved in the local community, I've um, decided to help out and contribute Um, by creating some Mm. events and eventually I got uh, elected to be a part of the local community uh, organization that we have here and uh, through that I've had a lot of opportunities and experiences to help out other people and get to um, see what sort of impact you can have on other people in doing that.
3: What's the community that you're a part of in Utah? It is the United Utah Furry Fandom. Awesome. Cool. And how long have you been doing that?
5: Uh, Two years
3: cool and you're about ready to expire in that
5: Yep, i'll expire
3: here next month so
4: please don't
5: die i can't promise anything <laughs> <laughs> i might be reborn you never know
4: no that's not a good thing for me either so
3: i mean we're not talking about gratitude but we're getting to know you a little bit like how was it serving those two years
4: how many people did you convert
3: convert to furism yeah oh man i don't, i lost track um
5: I think the biggest, uh, you know, doing the meets and and getting to meet a lot of different people from all different walks of life and uh, understanding them and learning more about them and making an impact on their lives because a lot of us come into the furry fandom not knowing who we are, uh, what we like and everything, and and it's a great safe space for people to to learn those things. Um, You know, I've had a lot of people write me letters thanking me for just saying hello to them. And uh, it's very humbling and very touching when that does happen.
4: I, f- I feel it's appropriate for me to eat crow from time to time, and I'm happy when I'm wrong in these kinds of matters, but I thought you were mental when you decided to repair the community. <laughs> but I'm happy you did. You brought it back together after it was fractured pretty badly, and you did the impossible, so my hat's off to you, and it's officially on the record now. Congrats to you for doing that.
3: I think, yep. think Oaken deserves something. He you deserves... Want, you want the clap? He deserves a clap. One two three.
5: <laughs> no, but it wouldn't have been possible without everybody and all the support that that everybody gives each other in our community. So. Any well, support. I and,
3: and that's what I think. I think that's that that that's awesome about you is you do see the benefit of you know you, you do see the the things that people have done in the past, um, and you know that you know they have done something to be able to help the group I think we had this talk a few days ago uh, Rue um, you know that
5: there's there may be people that uh, I don't agree with or we don't see eye to eye on but I think one thing that I'm able to see in them is you know the impact that they've had on even if it's just one or two people you know that's that's all that's what this is about it's about those individuals and, and making a difference in their, in their
3: lives. So, one quick thing before we run into our topic. Um, you know, there's a lot of times that we get emails like, hey, I, I'm in this, I, I'm trying to figure out how to be involved in my community or my community, my community, well, community, my community is struggling, different things like that. What would you recommend for them to, to do? Um, if you're
5: looking for one, the best places to look are Facebook uh, meetup.com um, sometimes you can just Google search and it'll come up with both of those or if they have their own website um, if you're looking to start up something um, actually do a panel at convention sometimes on how to like host meets but basically you just you want to do um, what you're passionate about if that's playing board games or going on hikes that's how you can find people and, and kind of do things together and build your own community
4: cool so, it's time for us to talk about our protest, because now that we've gone through all the greed, it's time to think about what we're grateful for. And not just because it's New Year, but because it's our protest <laughs> against all the greed. Alright, well, we've got a lot of emails from people. A lot of emails. So, thank you to everyone who wrote in, and to those of you who sent your voice clips to us. We will be periodically playing those, and we hope you enjoy them, too. But, I think we should kick things off. I'm going to read Moss's email... And then we can go to the next one, which will be Kits. So Moss says, hey, guys. No, he says, hey, guys. This year, I would I have to once again say I'm grateful for my family and friends. And I know that's cliche, but it's true. They do so much for me and some things I'm not even aware of. Not to mention my siblings who know me so well and don't judge me for certain changes that have recently happened in my life. I'm super for, grateful for your show. I feel like advice given on the show, uh, conversations I've had on Telegram with each of you, have helped me to be more myself and involved with the fandom. I'm also grateful for my friends Trev, Surly, Lola, and Tucky. Grateful for all the deep and random as hell conversations we have on a daily basis, and for the help and advice and random doodles they share with me. I can say if it wasn't for them, I would be this far on the path to becoming the best version of me. I don't want to take up too much time, so I'm going to end this here. Thank you for all you do, have a good holiday season, and happy new year. Moss.
3: Well, thank you so much. Well you're No, go for it. Go for it. Okay. Uh well, you know, thank you so much. I'm glad that the that the show has helped you in some some way or form. That's what we're why we're doing this particular show is to be able to help help people out because we know how much the community has helped us and so we wanna make sure that we provide some sort of a platform to, to help people find their way into the fandom and if they have certain different questions we're more than happy to assist and help out and and moss we appreciate all that you've done and we still have our your lovely mugs that you've sent us so thank you very much for those
4: i kind of want them to uh, we should make mugs of his little book of furry art you know the missionary <laughs> that'd be hilarious that would be funny so no i'm glad uh friends friends are the glue for me in my life because i don't see my family very often so i totally hear you on the friend thing Anything you want to add? Uh, no. For what it's worth, it's
5: been great for me, too. So I have a lot of, uh, you know, sentiment for what they said. Well, But what about
3: your f- friends and family?
4: Do you have friends? I do. Do you um, have family?
3: Sort of. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's start with your family. What are some of the things that you are grateful for with your family?
5: Um, you know... It's, it's a tough topic for me because, you know, I think a, a common thing for a lot of people in our community is a struggle with their families themselves, and so sometimes it can be hard to see through that, um, but you know, growing up my dad, even though I don't really get along with him now, he he did give us a great space to grow up in and, and to live. He worked very hard at work and was always a provider for us, even through the hard times. So. If I had to say one thing for that, that's what I would be humble for.
3: I, I, I'm sorry. I'm bringing some stuff up. And if I'm going too far, please forgive me. But I last night I watched Mrs. Doubtfire. I know this what? is completely random. But um, the reason why I'm bringing that up is because I know that your family went through a divorce recently. And that that's something that's been a big struggle um, for you. And um, especially, I'm sure that that's difficult for you uh, through the holidays. And I know that there's a lot of furries that have gone through um, divorce with their parents. What, what recommendations would you give to them?
5: Um, it depends what stage you're in. I mean, it, it, when it's happening, it's almost surreal, right? It, it, it uh, doesn't seem like it's true.
4: Was it like always someone else's problem and never yours?
5: Sort of, and I kind of like tried to like just separate myself from it. But then doing that, too, you, you bury a lot of emotions, too. And that, for me, came out, came out later. And I think um, I, w- I would encourage anybody to you know, express your feelings. Talk, find a friend. Find someone to talk to about what you're feeling as that's happening instead of bearing
3: those feelings. So you're also the oldest brother, mm-hmm. the oldest sibling. Um, you get the birthright.
2: It means so, the player one all the time. Yep.
3: So how? Yeah, that's what I was gonna go walk right into. Like your player one half of the time. So how is that? How does that? How is that dynamic, especially during the? uh during the holidays. Well, I felt like as the
5: eldest, I had to kind of look after my siblings, and uh, I don't know, it, that was a a, a tough burden, um, and eventually I had to kind of just let it go and, and let my siblings live their lives and, and live their experience and work through their problems.
4: You're all adults, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Do you have Kit's email, or do you want me to have Open to
3: do it? Kit's? Yeah. I can pull it up. Just stall for me for a second. La, 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 la.
4: That same song from your cookie came back. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Weird. Is the soundboard broken? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The internet is broken.
3: (laughs) All right. Here's Kit's email. Hello to the cast of For What It's Worth. And to its guest, its kit. I thought that I would write in about what I am grateful for. There are so many things to be thankful for this time of year, so I will focus on one in particular. This year, I am thankful for um, that I am have that I have stable and secure housing. It's a gift that I that I often overlook. I see stable housing for an absolute blessing. Um, that is. Um, that it is now. Um, I have more empathy towards individuals who are homeless or who are facing eviction than I have had in the past. What I am thankful for may be cliche, but yet it is absolutely true. Uh, May everyone have a roof over their heads and a warm place to sleep and food to eat. With love and gratitude and cookies, Kit. Kit.
4: Are you deferring or taking?
3: Uh, I need to defer for a moment. Uh,
4: So I have not personally experienced homelessness beyond one night in my life, which was a very interesting night. Um, I have, however, so I've, I've tried to become more social up there now that I'm a little bit more settled in Seattle and I'm not moving every couple of months. And so I've joined a couple of the regional chats. And part of the problem that I see as far as in this context, is that there are actually quite a few homeless furries out there. Which is kind of shocking to me, because I don't know anyone down here in the community who is homeless. I can't think of a single person. I know of a few. Okay. And it's it's striking to me when they go, I'm desperate, I need money to accomplish this basic thing. and And I wonder who gives money to that. Because part of it, obviously, you always wonder, like, is someone running a scam, right? I don't think everyone's running a scam, but obviously it's something... Anytime, I ask for money from me. I'm like, what do you really want the money for? Yeah, um, and I, I don't, I don't think ill of those people because by the time you're homeless, you, you're at the end of a series of decisions and outcomes that you don't really get to go back and just change. It's so easy for people to say, get a job. Yeah, it's so easy to get a job. It's really not that easy to get a job. Um, and so, you know, have a heart for the people who don't have a home right now. Even if it's just inviting them over for dinner, you know, maybe you don't have to give them a house or anything, but invite them over and let them enjoy some warmth and a meal if they're good people, which they should be, hopefully. And you're going to do a world of wonder for them, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, to those of you who are young, and I, this ties into this, if you, if you stick with me through this, um, the fandom is pretty young, as we know statistically. And I know how it is to be young and working whatever jobs that you get because you're in college or you haven't, you're on your own now or whatever. And you prioritize friends above work. And while that works occasionally, don't forget about your future because you can wind up homeless. If you don't get skills established and build them and get the experience that everyone's looking for when you're young, by the time you get to your 30s, You're going to still be working for the same wage that you're making now. And that leads to economic problems. You can't support yourself on minimum wage. You can't support yourself in most cities on ten bucks an hour. So, think about your future so that way you can have stable, secure housing. That's one of the most important factors, if not the most important factor, to the future, you know? Be furry, but be a smart furry.
3: So, um, recently, Mr. Oaken over here did a panel. On money management what are some of your because you're talking about money money management give us a, some advice
5: I think the number one thing that a lot of people don't do is have a rainy day fund and by that um, they buy a fursuit instead yeah they, or art or whatever or vape juice or you know whatever people spend their money on um, but having six months of income ready set aside for if you lose your job to be able to pay for rent, feed yourself, that is the most important thing you can do.
4: And your credit card is not that?
5: No. (laughs) That is just a loan. Um, The other thing is is you don't want to get in over your head. Yeah, you may want to live in a nice place or maybe you you grew up um, with your family in a nice area and and you want to kind of maintain that same uh, standard of living. But if your income isn't supporting that, you can't. You have to live within your means.
4: That's hard. And it's hard because no one wants to be the guy who says I'm broke or, you know, was wearing the the not designer clothes or whatever. Right. Like we all have our own insecurities about that. You've got to live within your means. It's hard.
3: I, I want I to I want to defer to Voss. Voss, you've had situations where, um, you know, you've had financial troubles. I've had financial troubles. What do you, what's your main focus that you need to, to do to be able to get through those those hard trying times?
2: I'm going through them every day, but my my own thing is to budget, to sit down and make a budget, what I'm making, what expenses I have, and to cut it down to as little as possible.
3: Like, for, for example, the other day me and you were chatting, and you, um, like, a group of friends went out to a great big large activity, and, you know, like, you chose not. To be not to participate because of budget and finances, and so sometimes that's that's an example of you need to you know have your priorities.
4: Was it hard though? Yeah, it doesn't it's, feel good, right?
2: It never feels good to say, "All my friends, you go have fun. I'm just going to stay here in my room."
4: But you do it for because you know in a few years it'll pay off, right?
2: That I can get myself back into where. It- in, in the green, as it were.
4: Mmm, I like green.
2: Green, it's the green, it's the green
3: you need. All right, that, I, I hope
4: that didn't become too boxy because we're just trying to help everyone have no, stable housing. But
3: I did want to go back to to this email. I do want to let you know that your email was very simple and very heartfelt, and I really appreciate you sending that in, um, Kit. Um, I think that that's a lo- something that a lot of us take for granted, is the fact that we have a safe place that we live and that we have food, and that's a lot of things that some people don't have. And we have those basic necessities. We have something to plug our laptops into, you know, different things like that. And um, not that laptops are like the most important thing out there, but
4: well, um, you get my point. Having a computer at this point is a necessity. A cell phone is a necessity. While people think an iPhone is like this luxury buy, a smartphone is not at this point. You need to be able to email people, and you need to be able to be emailed to get a damn job at this point. So, phones aren't luxuries anymore. Even basic, just slow data and email is a thing people need now. Yeah. All right. Moving on, Kit. Thank you for the ident and the email. Ident coming later. Um, I'm foisting this email on you, Oaken.
5: All right. So, this is from Moyer, etc. I'm trans, and going into 2017, hormone replacement therapy wasn't working Uh, to reduce testosterone levels. My endocrinologist recommended I opt for surgical options. I did that near the end of 2017, though I'll admit I was anxious about taking such an irreversible step. A year later, I'm very thankful and regret nothing. I have fully recovered and am glad that last year, Morier got the surgery.
4: Pass or defer? Or pass or keep?
5: I'll let you guys start that one.
4: I've had a couple friends this year that actually managed to get through surgery. And they're really, really happy that they did it. Um, and it's interesting to kind of see the change. Like, it's it's one of those things where you're like, oh, I'm never going to do this. And then you finally do it, and you're like, this is amazing. And it's actually really fun to see. So I'm glad that, they're, that people are actually starting to get access to these surgeries and changes that they want to be their authentic self. It's important.
5: I think... Uh The one thing for me that kind of made me realize how trans people feel uh, actually comes from the, uh, um, what was that TV show, the fashion TV show, uh, the Fab Five? Queer. Queer Eye, thank you. Uh, The Queer Eye Show, they had a trans person on there, and and the way they described it was um, this was uh, previously a female, and every time that they would hug someone, they would feel their chest touch the other person, and they were reminded every time that they did that that those were there and that, that that didn't jive with them that didn't that wasn't who they felt they were and just getting that perspective um really um helped me understand what those people go through and so to to read this email uh it it's it's um, a lot more easy to sympathize with how they feel
3: um I I've recently um had a correlation that I've been thinking about um, we, have a, we have a friend that's been on the show several times. His name's Yuryu. But we've talked about Yuryu and the fact that he is another kin, And what other kins believe in is... Or, or Therian. Well, Otherkin and Therian are different. I understand that. Um, he's an Otherkin, which he believes that he is a dragon. Um, and I know that, that's, that that seems to be a little bit different but it's somewhat the same thing. Like he, he basically has situations where it's like he, I don't know. I'm, I don't
4: know. He doesn't fit.
3: Yeah. He doesn't fit within his own body. And so therefore every time he looks in the mirror, it's not matching what he feels on the inside or what he, he knows that he is in the inside. And so, um, I think other can have some of the same issues as what a trans person goes through. I'm, I know that I need to tread lightly there and I'm not trying to offend anybody, but it's just the whole fact of, it's the same situation where you look in the mirror and you see something different than
4: what you are. Well, I think you're right in the sense of authenticity, right? Like, you can be your authentic self. Yeah. which That's my new phrase this year, by the way, authentic self. Well, Because it's 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 pretty specific if you think about it, right? Like, you want to, you know, you're a man, but your body is not that one of a the man, then Getting the body you want is, or, or really are, is important, Hey, right?
3: you know, I'm going through that now. I
4: mean, I guess, really? I guess Which if people... Body are you getting?
3: I guess if people come up to me and say, Hey, are you transitioning? Technically, I guess I am. Because, you know, I've been taking...
4: You're transitioning from a boy to a man. <laughs> yeah,
3: basically. A oh, man! <laughs> I mean, you know, I have the lovely, lunctious l- lumps. And you even commented today, you were like, Rue, what's happened to your boobs? He's, guys, he doesn't need
4: <laughs> a bra anymore. I'm concerned. Like, what am I going to play with? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Toys R Us went out of business. Your boobs are gone. What am I going to get? <laughs> I'm turning into a twink.
0: Just kidding. No. No,
3: no, no. Eventually, I'll get there. No. But, um, you know, that is one thing that I, um, I mean, we, we're going to go into eventually things that we're grateful for. That's what, I mean, this is the a moment to bring up is that I'm grateful for my health. My health is currently, you know, getting a lot better, um, over, over time. And I've been going to classes to help, you know, reduce weight and stuff like that. This year I have lost 25 pounds.
4: How long have you been trying? How long
3: have I been All year? Trying? That's really good. Yeah. I mean it's still really good. I was
4: just guess if it was like the last six weeks.
3: Thank you, thank you. And hopefully I before the end of the next year I would like to see myself under two hundred. So people that are listening, check in with me and say, Hey Rue, did you meet your goal of you know being two hundred?
4: If if Rue gets to under two hundred, he will shoot a swimsuit calendar for the show. <laughs> and you can buy it so we can raise show funds. <laughs> i'll just have cookies all over i didn't say that it a was. Pool, you know, i cookies. didn't say what kind of calendar did i <laughs> you can wear like your cookie dress
3: i don't have a cookie dress we'll borrow kios <laughs> i can have a cookie kilt that'd be funny. Uh, and you're like Ooh! <laughs> 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 oh my gosh so let's do that now what are you guys grateful for What's happened this year that you're grateful for? Do you need a
4: minute? Uh, I was actually thinking about this because I knew we were going to do this. Uh, I'm grateful for probably what I think I said I was grateful for last year, which is a stable roof over my head and an income that allows me to live a lifestyle that is is reasonable for where I'm at. You know, like, I, I like that. I can, you know, buy my husband a nice Christmas gift or a birthday gift or I can buy my parents a gift, you know. I like being able to pay it back to the people who got me where I am. I think it's really important to show gratitude. And the other thing that I'm appreciative of is my health because <laughs> I am not a spring chicken anymore. I miss my 20s. I do. Don't you remember when you were under 20 or er, under 30 and, like, you had energy and 4 a.m. was no big deal? And now it's, like, midnight and you're like, ugh. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not the only one who feels that way.
3: I remember being a missionary during that time, learning how to ride a bike on a mission,
4: nice. and
3: falling, <laughs> falling several times and running in front of vehicles and stuff like that. <laughs> it,
4: but I'm, I'm grateful that I have access to healthcare, that I can fix things that need fixing before they become worse. Because at this point, if I don't get my shit together, I'm fucked.
3: It is so important in your 30s to have healthcare. You need to get to that particular point from your twenties to your thirties. That is when you need to be working on making sure
4: that you're in somewhere that has good a good healthcare. I, I swear, by the time like you go twenty nine midnight, thirty, your boobs lock in. Like <laughs> they're there. Like it's so much more work to get them gone. But like you're you're you got way more physical stuff going on that lets that stuff adapt faster in your twenties. Um, But your health is important, so I'm glad that I don't have any critical things that are going to make me sick. I think
3: the problem is is between the 20s and 30s, a lot of people are just in this stage of like, I'm going to live forever and everything's great. And then all of a sudden, like your doctor's like, you have diabetes and you have a tumor. And then you're like, my world is on fire. (laughs)
4: After, after you turn 30, you pick up a pill every decade. That's just how it is.
3: I know. And then you have to take medication every day. It's like, I'm old. I have to take meds.
4: <laughs> mm-hmm. um, i probably say I'm grateful for my family and friends, which I kind of lump together. Um, I've loved that my family is accepting of me and my husband. We can have Christmas together, which is a, if I told myself 10 years ago that was happening, I'd kick myself in the nuts. Um, and then, you know, my friends... I. I've reached the point in my life where, like, pretty much 99% of my friends are furry, and I'm 110% good with that. I like that. I often I often sit around thinking, "Man, the fandom's been wonderful to me. My whole life is based around it, and I'm really okay with that. I love it."
3: My family over the holidays were so concerned about me and and my husky. Like, they were just so concerned about. Um, we had this family party that was going on and there was this Individual that was going to be there that they felt like was gonna cause an issue between the two of us And my mom actually said the statement. All I care about is my family You and Shelby are you I mean you and <clears throat> You and you and my husky you and your husky <clears> or <throat> Let's do this again You and Kura are my family so,
4: How did that feel?
3: It made me feel just... Did
4: you cry a little? Because yes. I cried the first time it happened to me.
3: Yeah, I absolutely, <laughs> absolutely cried. Because there's just so much pain. And so many... And that's all you want to hear. That's all you want to hear. You know, you you grow up having this feeling that my fam, my mom and my dad are going to love me no matter what. You know, that, they tell you that. They and then reality sits the, in. And then reality is, is that they want you to be a certain way. Or they, you know... And when you go against the grain, of what they want, then it's like, now the truth comes out. <laughs> like, and I think that no matter what, your family does still, you know, love you. But at the same time, it's like, it, it puts you in this point of questioning whether or not that they do. And that's where I was at, is that I questioned, like, I don't know if they do care about me. And even though that they said that they cared about me and, you know, they said positive things, I didn't, I didn't believe
4: it. I know we need to go to Oaken, but before yeah. we do, uh, tying into that, I, I think I mentioned this on the show, but I'm going to say it again for posterity, which is when I started therapy, I had the same pain that you did right there. And um, we talked about it for a long time. And the, the ugly truth is there's no such thing as unconditional love, period. Mm-hmm. There isn't. It doesn't exist no matter what. Your parents are supposed to live you unconditionally mm-hmm. and they try they're 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 human beings with flaws, just like everyone else. They have limits, right? Like and, and if you want to think about it in a certain way, you can go, well, you know, your mom may love you, but if you became a murderer and a pedophile, she might actually not want to really associate with you. She'll miss the way that you were. Yeah, but you know, that's an extreme example. The, but what I'm getting at is everyone has a limit, right? Hopefully those limits are reasonable, but they're not always gonna be. And they don't get into they I mean they they made you, right? But they obviously wanted to get something out of it. The feeling of passing on their genes and their legacy. So it was never a selfless, unconditional thing. And that's okay, though. That's okay. Because if you realize people have limits, and you work with those limits and try and reason with them, you have a much better chance of being happy overall.
5: So for me, I'd have to say uh, one of the the biggest changes in my life this year was uh, moving in with a new person. Uh, Just a friend, a new roommate. Um, individually we are both much more compatible than I was with my previous roommates just in terms of how we get along um, and how we deal with you know each other's isms and uh, that's been a very positive thing positive change for my life this year and I'm very uh, grateful that um, my, my roommate is uh, my roommate now
4: <laughs> how, how important is it to have a household that like functions in a way that you need it to though it's very important. Like, uh, well, I, so, I, so I I won't say who, but um, I have a friend and they were talking about like, they have a bunch of roommates and some of them are up all night because they work night shifts and stuff and how disruptive it is. Mm-hmm. And was it like that for you before? Uh, it was more just personality,
5: I think, mm. was, was the issue. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I still like those people and I still consider them friends, but, you know...
4: They're better friends than the water, roommates.
5: Water doesn't mix with oil sometimes. Uh, but, you know, I feel like... Uh, my my new situation things are much more compatible and that makes my my headspace more clear uh, I'm, I'm much happier day to day and I'm not struggling with with things every day every single day so um, the other thing I thought of that uh, was big for me this year that I'm very grateful for was um, so in 2015 I came out to my uh, first my brother is being gay and then um, a few Uh, about six months later I did with my mom and they were both very supportive of it and um, I asked them, you know, to not tell the rest of the family because I don't feel like my dad's capable of handling that and uh, I wasn't sure about my sister at the time and and she was uh, living with him and so I didn't want to cause problems there Um, and so uh, late last year I I told her about it and um, about the middle of this year, I actually talked to my mom about me being a furry. And I know the for what it's worth wisdom is you never do that. Um, you don't come out about it, but you can share that you're into it. Yeah. yeah, and how my mom received that, it, it had just been wearing on me for a long time because I felt like I couldn't talk to her. I couldn't tell her all the fun and good things I was doing you know, at conventions and with the community and, and, and the difference I was making. And once I got to do that, and then I, you know, got to tell her those things, it, I was very happy with how she responded and, and is very supportive of me now, and I can t- talk to her about those sorts of things now.
3: So this is now For What It's Oaken. Okay. So <laughs> what? So for What It's Oaken, okay, what, what does For What It's Oaken okay say about um, talking to your parents about being a furry?
4: Um... <laughs> You're
5: mean. I know I am, <laughs> but I'm lovable. <laughs> I think, like you, I think, like you say, um, it's just something you enjoy. It's uh, what makes you happy. And honestly, kind of what it got to the point for me was if if this person can't accept me for who I am and and all the difference that I'm making, then that's just too bad because they're going to have to
3: live with it.
4: Does that tie into the whole authentic self angle apparently I'm pushing tonight? I think so.
3: Well, on that, I think it's time to take a quick break, and we'll be we'll be right back. We're gonna have some patron worship.
5: Oh should I
4: should do that. Right? And then
3: we'll go right back into our Mail lovely back. topic of gratitude.
1: Hailing frequencies open. Smoke Scale Aquatics here with another round of news for you. As of Sunday, January twenty seventh, two thousand nineteen. Here are your space headlines. It's been a little over a month since the last update, so we're gonna do a lightning round. Stand by for action. New Horizons made the planned close pass of the distant Kuiper Belt object Ultima Thule, a dual globular body. We've got some really great images already, but because the probe is so far away, it will be months before we recover all the data. OSIRIS-REx successfully completed its orbital insertion burn not long after New Horizons made its close pass. This is the first time we've orbited a body that's so small. More science will come, so stay tuned. SpaceX has been busy launching things and preparing to launch things, like the Crew Dragon. It's been out on the pad and even had a test fire, like it's done before every launch. When it does fly, this will be an uncrewed test flight, which hopefully will be followed by a crewed flight. China successfully landed another rover on the moon, this time on the far side, not the dark side, the far side, It's the first time anyone has landed anything there, and it's required some new hardware, satellites, that overcome the line of sight requirement for radio communications. We, people, are building a comms net around the moon. TESS found its first batch of exoplanets. TESS, the transiting exoplanet survey satellite, was sent up as a sort of successor to Kepler, which is no longer in operation. To hear that it's already finding worlds, possibly up to 10,000 in the first batch, is unbelievably exciting. I can't wait to hear what else Tess finds. One of Hubble's cameras shut itself down not long ago to protect the telescope. As it happened, it was just a faulty sensor. Controllers called tech support who advised they turn it off then turn it back on, which fixed the problem. Hubble is back in full operation and still going strong. NASA is still trying really hard to get back in touch with OPI, the Opportunity Mars rover. It's been quite a long while, but they're doing everything they can to squeeze just a little more life out of the mission. It's not looking good, but they're going to keep trying. And that's all for this round. Stay tuned for the next episode of For What It's Worth for More. Until next time, this is Smokescale Aquatus saying keep looking up, space fans.
0: Hi there. This is Kit, and I'm grateful that I can record the ident for this episode of For What It's Worth. Hello and welcome to Get Psyched with Dr. Nuka. Why do we go along with the group and do what they do? A while back I told you that there were actually two reasons we conform. The first reason is because we believe others know something we don't. It's why if you walk down the street and see a bunch of people looking up, your first instinct is to look up and see what they're all looking at. This is called informational conformity. The second reason we conform is the subject of today's episode. Normative conformity is going along with the group because we don't want to feel left out. At first glance, it sounds like something we do back in high school, right? All the cool kids are doing it, so we want to do it too. Well as it turns out, we never fully outgrow this tendency, and for good reason. When you consider the fact that humans evolved as a tribalistic species, it kind of makes perfect sense that we'd a tendency to go along with the group. Stand out too much, or make yourself kind of a nuisance and you'll find yourself wandering the Serengeti by yourself. Being too different is likely to ruffle a few feathers, so to speak. But if you find yourself thinking, hey, I'm not the kind of person who conforms, well, you're not alone. A psychologist by the name of Sheldon Solomon also believed that the average American wasn't prone to conformity or peer pressure. When he saw what had happened to Germany during the rise of the Nazi regime, Solomon was convinced that certain cultures like Germany were hardwired to conform while others, like America, were all about encouraging people to do their own thing. To test this, Solomon set up a simple and now famous study. He rigged it so that you, the participant, were always the last one to arrive at the study. Because of this, you always sat at the end of the table, position number 8, with seven other people sitting on one side of you. The others, unbeknownst to you, were all actors pretending to be participants in the study. Now your task in the study was about as simple as it gets. The researcher would hold up a card with four lines on it. Everyone's job was to look at the line on the left and then say which of the three lines on the right, A, B or C, was the same length. It was designed to be virtually impossible to fail. When they did the task by themselves, more than 99% of people got the right answer. This will become important in a minute. And So the study starts. For the first card, the right answer is clearly A and sure enough you hear 7 other people say in a row A A A A A A A and then it's your turn and you say A. The next card the answer is clearly C and sure enough you hear "C, C, C C C C C C and so you say C. This goes on for a while until something interesting happens. Eventually the researcher pulls out a card where the answer is obviously B. One by one however You hear every other person before you say, A, 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 And then it's your turn. What do you do? The answer is clearly B, you're staring right at it. And yet seven other people have just given a different answer. You've probably figured it out by now, but the actors were all trained to give the wrong answer on this particular trial. The question was whether or not you, the participant, would go along with them and give the wrong answer even when you were literally staring at the right answer. The results were surprising. More than two-thirds of Americans knowingly gave the wrong answer at least once during the study. And how do we know they did it knowingly and not because they didn't know what the right answer was? Because remember, the task was designed to be simple. People got it right 99% of the time. So it wasn't that these people didn't know what the right answer was. They intentionally gave what they knew was a wrong answer just because they saw everyone else doing it. They didn't want to be the odd man out in the room. So what does this mean for the furry fandom? Well, no pun intended, but you're likely to see all sorts of copycat behavior in the fandom. Whether it's people picking a popular persona species or jumping on a bandwagon when it comes to social media trends, people are hardwired to want to fit into groups and that means not wanting to rock the boat or stand out too much. To be sure, there are times when conforming is annoying, and there's even times when it's downright immoral to do so. But for the most part, we shouldn't mock people for going along with the group or beat ourselves up too much if we find ourselves tempted to go along with what everyone else is doing. Fighting this urge is literally fighting against a tendency we've spent thousands of years evolving. Just make sure that if you're gonna go along with the group, it's for something harmless like spreading some dank meme, and not something stupid like eating Tide Pods. This has been a quick look into the psychology of conformity. I'm Dr. Nuka, thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time on Get Psyched.
1: You're listening to For What It's Worth, brought to you by For What It's Worth Brand Pants. Yes, For What It's Worth Brand Pants, again. Put on a pair, you're indecent. Also, it's cold out. Do you want to freeze your naughty bits off? Good lord. Also, please consider contributing to the Patreon campaign. That way we can keep Rue and Tugs in pants. No, Rue isn't a girl, so he doesn't wear skirts. Not all the time, at least. And Tugs will need his to be sized to fit around his preferred undergarments. Clothes are expensive. By contributing, you help keep the show decent. Right, like if it was ever not indecent. But what it's worth, brand pants. You know the tagline already, so go
4: on. Get at them. And welcome back. We hope you enjoyed going to space. And we will continue this episode. Thanks for joining us. Have a good night. No. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> no. Uh, we also wanted to be sure that we thank those of you who sent in voice clips. We have one from Rai. We have one from Dusky. And uh, although we did thank Kit. Thanks again, Kit, for the ident. Speaking of things that we need to be thankful for, it's time for us to worship those who worship us. Patreon. So, we want to be sure to thank those who support us and allow us to do things like pay for the editing suite now that we are paying for so that I don't have to edit the show. Woo! <laughs> Woo! But we do want to be sure to thank Snares, creator of Meteor Showers. If you like hot hunks and free porn, that's what you do now, because you go to Meteor Showers. We want to thank Skylos for putting up their video game chatter. We want to thank Kachi. We want to thank Guardian Lion. Dusky, Mutt, Cody, who's no longer on the top tier. I'm so sad about that. He betrayed us. Um, Baldrick, Rivka, Artorias, Ichisuke, and Kit kids getting all the mentions this episode you're cheating stop hacking the show <laughs> pay us more money if you want to support the show go to patreon.com slash fwiw and give me your money
3: look i know that we have a thing where we only have one clap per one episode but come on for our patrons for helping us throughout this that's true it era. is a
4: gratitude episode
3: we are grateful for you, so therefore, all of you that have donated to Patreon, this is your well-deserved...
2: Clap.
4: One, two, three. How did we start that tradition? I don't That's know. That's really weird.
3: It just fought, it just fell in... I don't know. Oh. It's like the cookie moment.
4: Yep. Yeah. All right. Before we go to the mailbag that we have promised you in the last episode, we're going to ask Voss what he's thankful for.
2: It's more of the same, repeating, with you guys, family and friends as you know, I'm unemployed, so the outpouring of family and friends that have come out of nowhere just to offer support and even just help look at ads and send me what they find has been incredible, and I am very grateful for that.
4: Never underestimate those that care about you. But be sure to care back when the chance arrives.
3: Yes, always pay it forward. Well... I think it's that time for the mailbag unless there's uh, final thoughts about gratitude from our lovely guest.
4: I'm grateful that I'm touching your leg.
3: Oh, thank you. I'm grateful. I'm (laughs) grateful that I'm touching Voss's leg.
4: (laughs) I'm not grateful. (laughs) (laughs) He takes it for granted. No love for the
3: roux. Can I touch somebody's leg? Please message me at Rue it's worth. Calm
4: your tits.
5: (laughs) I
3: think, you know, just Keeping
5: perspective uh, of what you're really trying to do in life. Um, you know, a lot of people get caught in the rat race and they want to be first place and all that, but, you know, if you if you step on people along the way, then it's going to feel very shallow at the top. Help build people up, move
4: people together. How weird is that I just read a shower thought the other day that said people who say it's only at the top probably stepped on a lot of people to get there. That's interesting that that's come out twice this week. Well, it's that time.
3: Let's unzip our zippers and get ready
4: for the mailbag. Okay. okay. Let's kick this off. Actually, Elkin gets to read again. I don't think we read Lazy tales right? We're going we're gonna to do it anyway. If it's a double, we're sorry.
5: So from LazyTale, hello all at For What It's Worth. My name is LazyTale, and I have been listening to your show since season four. Wow, that's...
4: 5 million years ago
5: you guys do an amazing job and inspired me to start my own show it is a Paw Patrol podcast called Podcast I also write my own furry novels online and ebook I personally don't know I know you have covered this topic but is there a chance you could discuss identifying and finding ways to uh, battle the struggle of depression depression triggers and how to enjoy being yourself uh, regardless of what the world says My family has taken uh, him being both bisexual and furry very well. Life is grand here in Florida, and he wishes uh, to finish up his senior year in high school and get ready for graduation the coming year. whore, I hope (laughs) that all things stay fresh at the studio and laughs and amazing topics continue. Rue, don't forget to sleep with your pastries again. Just make sure they are soft, and you don't get hurt by your own pastries. Love you lots, and message me. Uh, message you again soon with hugs. Lazy Tail
3: Lomlax.
4: I like the Splatoon reference, but more importantly, he really does have a pastry on his bed, as I discovered.
3: I do. You have a plush. Uh, over the years, people have sent me um, cookie pillows. So please, you know, feel free to send me cookie pillows. They they're all over my bed. <laughs> But you get first response.
4: Um, what is that? You just do this finger <laughs> gesture. Fast. <laughs> let, let me think. Go for it. Um, I didn't. I haven't had time to listen to this podcast. I'm really bad. I only listen to my own. I'm sorry. Um, but I listen. <laughs> Did you listen to the podcast he mentioned? His own.
3: Oh, not his podcasting. podcast. I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about our podcast. No, I, well, you know, I'm, again, it's all about me.
4: <laughs> I hope that it goes well for you and that, you know, once the time comes, you can pivot to a topic that keeps you excited and enjoying what you're doing. No one does podcasting because it's glamorous, I assure you. We do it because we're sick. Welcome to the club.
3: <laughs> it's because you have a love for a topic, so it's great that you love Paw Patrol. Go for it. That's awesome. Um... I'm glad that you've listened to the show for this long. Yeah.
4: So yeah are there not very many long jokes. We do just have a couple fans that have or listeners that have been around for a while. There
3: was one individual that's like, I have been listening since day one. And I'm like, I am so Ooh, sorry. Who was that? I don't know. It's, uh, it was a while ago.
4: Do you have anything to add or are you passing, I mean, passing? I'll pass on this one. Okay. The next one is easy. It's from TG, Timid Grizzly. He just wanted to share with me. That the McRib was back. He had found it before I arrived. And I have enjoyed many McRibs this season. And I just want you to know that anytime you find a McRib, you should write me. And I this is exactly how the world is supposed to work. Thanks, TG. Hmm, I'm not even going to archive that because I need McRib in my inbox all the time. Uh, well, there's a... Uh-ha! I wonder if I can do this. Let me push this button. And hopefully I don't have to edit this in later. Hello, cast and crew, for what it's worth. This is Guardian from DFW, Texas, somewhere near Wisconsin, Texas. I've never been quite clear on that. Uh, say hi. I love your show. Please keep doing what you're doing. Thank you again. Great job. Hey, that worked. Uh, this is Jordan from Defoe, Texas, somewhere near Wisconsin, Texas. Hey. How's Wisconsin, Texas these days? Have you been?
3: Uh, they're doing really good. Um, Which side uh, of the Atlantic is that, Ru? Um That is in the central, <laughs> central Africa, right? America. Something like that. Central
4: America, Africa.
5: Just start saying it's on planet Earth and you're covered.
3: Oh, okay. Mars. We're on
5: Mars.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jordan. <laughs> um, all right, I'm passing back.
5: Hello, Ruin Tugs. I only recently started listening to For What It's Worth, and I love every episode. I'm very excited to listen to more, as I'm listening from first to last. And you guys still have so much more content, and I hope to love every minute of it. And who knows? Maybe even when I finally catch up with the episodes, I might hear one, one of you reading my email, and I'll freak out like a fanboy. There it is. I admire that despite this podcast not being the biggest, you two definitely act and show it like it with pride, professionalism, and a lot of humor. I may be speaking too soon because I'm still listening to your 2012 podcast, and the podcast is probably significantly more massive than it is in the time that I'm listening to. Please continue with this podcast. I love you both. You two make me laugh and smile every day. Pack done.
4: who middle been the shoulders, man? Cute. You gonna respond on our behalf? It's uh, a lot of episodes.
2: <laughs> Good luck.
4: That's like the best non-answer I've heard. That's like an Isabel answer. I fight, but not really.
5: I, I remember trying to listen to all the episodes once. I, I almost nuts. made it. How many did you get through? I think I got to like uh, season six or something. Did you
4: get through episode one hundred?
3: I don't
5: remember. That is a
4: behemoth of an episode. It's like a three hour episode.
3: You should go you should just skip everything and just go to episode one hundred and we just basically recap all the best parts and then you can move forward from there. You can move on with your life. <laughs> but um let's see, have we
4: read wait, wait, there was something I was gonna to react to. Oh Maybe okay. Go it ahead. Was. Um oh I remember this is a little housekeeping, but I'm cheating and doing it here so we don't do it later. Uh, people wonder how we're doing as far as, are you the biggest podcast? No, uh, we're not. And part of the reason is we're not spending our Patreon money on ads. We're probably going to do it, but we'd rather not. So when we say tell a friend, we really mean it. Like if you're enjoying this and you've laughed at least once tell someone who you think might enjoy it because that's how we want to grow. Um, we've been flat for a while, but we're not doing this because we want to be famous or anything. We do it because it's fun. I'm not going to lie, though. We do like it when our numbers go up. So please help our numbers go up so we're not shouting into a tin can.
5: Well, and I think, too, like when I was going through the episodes, uh, like this person is, um, it's a great repository of information. Um, I learned a lot about uh, the fandom, uh, other people in the fandom, and gained a lot of respect for them, too, just by uh, gaining a better understanding of why they are the way they are.
4: I'm experiencing emotions. Be quiet. (laughs)
3: <laughs> I'm getting more fuzzies <laughs> I love you Tugs It's it's so different having you in studio Like I know we've already the said champions. the grateful things But oh my gosh Let me tell you it's It's been great to have you here for these last two episodes Like in person It's different I'm not saying that we can't do, the, do it with the studios apart it's It just, is different though It's nice to have you here because I see your smile I see your Lovely face,
4: and yeah, see me in a year. My face will look gaunt, I won't be fat, it'll be great.
3: <laughs> um, did we happen to read um, James? Oh, hold on, uh... uh, the fortune cookie one? Um, Jacob, Jacob Kahn. Oh,
4: no, that was our next one.
3: Okay, go ahead, or I can read it. Hey guys. I know it's been a long time, and I know that you don't recognize my email. I am a furry formerly known as uh, Maverick Collie. Bullshit, I remember you. <laughs> I used to be an avid listener, but life caught up, and I had to hide my furriness a bit more. But now I'm 18 and adult free, I mean, sorry, free adult.
4: <laughs> <laughs> sort of the same thing. Also,
3: I revamped my Sona to better fit my personality. Remember, you can only do that once. It's true. <laughs> I am now a, a Boston Terrier gal named Jackie, and I've included some of my re- my most recent art. On another note, bills are coming up, and I am desperate. I'm in a desperate need of money, so if you could give me a shout out for my writing commissions, I'd be super grateful. I have a journal post on my FA under the username of Maverick Collie 123. Never for um, never figured out how to change it. You also, can't. <laughs> also, for the first three commissioners, I'm offering 50% off on the final price. Uh, if you, um, if you'd also plug my K O F I page. Coffee. Uh oh. Coffee. Uh haha sorry i'd be super grateful anyway i wanted uh, i wanted to thank you guys for everything that you've done for me over the years and i intend to start listening to your podcast once more well shoot us an email if you heard us read your email then we'll we'll test that theory and see if you have been listening so i have a question (laughs) if you're allowed to change
5: your sona once or revamp it are you allowed to change names or how many times can you change names? Well,
4: here's the thing: is if you change your persona and/or name or both, you're a dick. Like, because now everyone has to start thinking of you different. And like I say that half-heartedly, you're a dick. But it's kind of hard for people who have known you a certain way for years and years to change. So be considerate of other people. Be yourself. Uh, but if you're going to change who you are every five minutes, you don't seem very stable. Honestly, like give it thought. It's a big change. You're changing the box that is you in my brain.
3: Honestly, my personal opinion is if you're just barely starting in the fandom, and then you like you have a persona for a day or two, and then you're like, no, that doesn't work. I'm going to switch to something else. That's not considered to be your one. No, you're in your it's, exchange period. It's when it's yeah, you're yeah you you're, still
4: can return it. You
3: have the return policy still. <laughs> yes. You have your thirty day return policy, but you can you can make one exchange in your lifetime in the fandom and then You're after that... that
4: this is the kirkland signature persona <laughs>
3: policy after that you are stuck with that um no we're just joking that's just something that you know for that's a for what it's worth rule
4: <laughs> it is and when i try and look by i'm not changing species again i'm done
3: yeah, you changed once, didn't you? That's it. So I technically have one ability to change. Yeah,
4: you could become like Rue the Narwhal and it would be wonderful.
3: Oh, man, I just want and to like have a great And like your crust would be made of horn. cookie dough. Oh, no, no. Now somebody's going to draw that Rue is a narwhal.
4: Retro, I need you to pick a cookie her, horn. A cookie horn.
3: Or or the, oh, the no, horn will horn. have cookies like stabbed through it or something. No,
4: that you would have a cookie horn with cookies stabbed. <laughs> Uh, he hunts for cookie fish (laughs) The cookie fish
5: just read (laughs) alright so this is from Hayden the Fox my advice for everyone going through depression or suicidal thoughts is to just talk about it the worst thing to do is silently suffer Uh, some people can help or at least very talk to you and let you know how you feel and I've had people in my life take theirs before I knew uh, what they were going through at least that's my advice to make it through something uh, make it worth something or not the choice is yours it's a it's a very uh, difficult topic um, um, in my short time in the fandom I've, I've seen a little bit of that um, and, and the best thing you can do uh, like you say is reach out to your friends and, and talk to them let them know how you're feeling
3: so give me this if you're in a position Like, I'm putting out a scenario for you. So somebody comes to you and says, I'm going to commit suicide. What do you do? Uh,
5: The first thing I do is I give them the hotline. Okay. Um, Because that's the people who are trained and qualified to help them in that situation. And and often that happens online, and so it's not like you can directly help them. If it's in person, I think it's a little different, right? You can talk to them and and help them through it. But uh, I guess in the context of like, Somebody just messaged you on Telegram and tell you, telling you that you're going to do that. That's about all you can do. And call the police.
3: So what do you do if you don't know their name? Because that's what happens so often in the furry community. It, it could it it might not even be about the topic of suicide. It could be you know somebody at a can I don't know something has happened to a friend of yours and needs medical attention or. Something like that. You don't know their real name. What do you do?
5: Give them what information you can. I mean, that's all you can do.
4: Are, are you driving at don't make it your ultimate responsibility? They're going to do what they're going to do? Is that what you're doing?
3: I'm just, I'm just trying to bring up a general topic. Well,
4: no, it's one of those things where, like, if someone came to me and said, hey, I'm, I'm going to kill myself, I'd wonder who the hell are you. But after that, I would wonder, you know, do I know you enough to get you help? Or are you... Or can I not? Because I, I can only do so much, right? And I just have to tell them, look, call, get help. And after that, it's on them. I can't. I'm not responsible for them. I can't be. Um, if it's in person or if I know where they live or something like that and I have enough information, yeah, then I'm going to get a welfare check put in.
3: So let me add a little bit more on here. Let's let's say that you're an organizer for a group. And they come to you and say, hey. I feel like I can trust you and these are the thoughts that I am having. And you don't know their real name. What do you do?
5: Well, at that point, if if they've come up and talked to me, is that kind of what you're getting at here? Is this in person or online? Online. If it's online, all you can do is give them the uh, suicide hotline and that's really all you can do.
4: If it's Twitter or Facebook, I know you can report it. And they'll step in. Cool.
3: Sorry to give a... A weird moment there. Just yeah, you know, I know that a lot of furries go through um, situations and it like that. It's Comes up a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people just don't know what to do.
4: Yeah, it's true. Um, I thought we had an email for this somewhere in here. Maybe I'm nuts. You um, just read one. No, there was another one about it. Um, I know that we're we're gonna we're playing another episode on this topic soon. Uh, but I will say this: there is when we did this topic last time. I remember one of those ladies who were so wonderful for coming on said, there are no secrets when it comes to life and death. And I actually have adopted that. Like, I do say that all the time. Like, look, you can... Someone Someone's like, can I tell you something? He goes, yeah, but I just want you to know if it has anything to do with, with life or death, I will tell people. There are no secrets when it comes to that. And so far, it's worked out. Yeah, I've called the police once or twice to get someone help. But no regrets, though. They knew what they signed up for when they said, can I tell you something? Yeah. So.
3: Any other emails that we have in the lovely mailbag? So many.
4: Um, this one's from... Uh, I don't have a name. Um, I'm going to go anonymous just to be safe. said, hey, I was just wondering about the furry fandom. For a while, I've been hesitant to join. The reason for that is that I was exposed to the sexual side of the fandom around 2013, and I was 14. Because of that, I became addicted to furry NSFW art. I still have this problem, and because of it, I form, I form a love-hate feeling for the fandom, and I don't know what to do. I did reply to this. Will you read your reply? Because
3: I think it was spot on.
4: Yep. Um, And I said, that's a loaded question, and I suggest the source of your guilt is external to the fandom. You are who you are, and you like what you like. It's okay to be you, as long as you don't hurt anyone else. It will all work out in the end.
3: What's your
5: thoughts? Just what Tug said there, I mean, um, I don't have any you know personal experience with that I was a late bloomer myself Um, so you know I was 21 once I started exploring the fandom so Um, but I think you know
4: be the authentic you if you're not hurting anybody you know that you gotta figure out why you feel guilty it's the truth like what makes you feel this way is it what people are going to think of you? Why are people watching you fap? Like, really, you got to think about that. Did
3: you go through that because you sure were did. you were a um, a, really a Christian boy? fearing um, boy? Yeah, you I were. Did. You felt guilty, right? Sure
4: it did. And then so I, how
3: did you get over that?
4: I had. A, I remember. I, I remember this very clearly. I was walking through my old neighborhood, and uh, the blocks were laid out in such a way that I felt like everything was shaped like the letter D. Which has nothing really to do with it, but I remember at this point on the D. There was a a tree with a tree house in it and some friends I had that lived there and I was just kinda of sitting on the stump because it was a big side yard and no one cared. And um I had a little thought and I was like, look, here's the deal. You know God can send people to hell all he wants. That's his right. But I just don't think that a pedophile can repent and get into heaven but a gay person could be as saintly as Mother Teresa and would still go to hell. That makes no sense to me whatsoever. If I'm working to make the world a better place, and generally speaking, because I'm not a perfect being, and I'm not out hurting people, I'm going to be fine.
3: My question to you guys is, is how does pornography, or furry porn, we'll, 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 we'll say furry, furry porn, we'll keep it in that context. How does that, does that hurt anybody? Because some people say that real porn does hurt you know like female image different things like that but let's talk about furry porn does that hurt um, emotionally or
4: I don't think that I don't think the answer is black and white nothing in life is really that black and white it's dependent on the person the relationship they're in and what their needs are some people are into stuff you can't do
3: and there is there is such thing as addiction like if you are just thinking about porn at all points in time and you can't think of anything else then you may be addicted and that might be a problem. That The main thing is, is there's moderation in all things. You have to be, have moderation in everything. If you're just looking at furry porn at all points in time, yeah, you probably have a problem and maybe that is something that you'll need to, to kind of work on and, and, and try to find um, some help with but overall, my personal feelings is I, I, I dealt with that guilt a long time ago. And it just, I think it's just stepping into your own self. You know who you are. You know what you want to be. That is why you created a persona. Your persona is who your ideal person of who you would want to be. And, you know the main thing is it's just learning to become comfortable in your own skin you can't control what you are into you can control your urges and different things like that you can work work on things but you know overall you can't control whether or not that you are gay or you're straight or whatever you're into well it's like Wanda
4: Sykes said right all the straight people in the audience today said I'm gonna suck a dick today but I don't think I will it's not a choice
3: I mean in growing up I didn't like I don't know I, I always felt uncomfortable peeing in I, to, TMI here peeing in the urinals I was always uncomfortable with that because I hated that I couldn't do it I could not pee in front of a guy at all. That is just something that I well, couldn't do. a do. really good job My it My biggest fear going on a mission is they had this thing called the Tree of Life, where missionaries just stand around naked in this little, little pole that shoots out water, and I was deathly afraid. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Time out. There's a circle of missionaries somewhere peeing into a fountain in front of each other? Not a fountain to pee in. It's something called the Tree of Life, and basically missionaries just get at the MTC... They go into the tree of life, and it's just basically like a swimming pool, like. It's a trough? S- sprinkler thing. It's a shower. Well, That's what I'm talking about. It's a shower. You and made us from like a
4: bunch of missions for standing around peeing for each other. And I was like, what? <laughs> no.
3: No. But I- I'm just saying, like, now that I've been able to accept who I am, I don't have those problems anymore. I can go pee in the urinal. And I am fine with it because I've been able to overcome my guilt and shame of who I am. So.
4: That's it. No more mailbag.
3: No more mailbag? That's no more it. mailbag. Yep. It's done. Zip, zip. zip your zippers back up. I love it. <laughs> Shake it off. Let's go.
4: <laughs> now twerk. Don't do it. Don't do it. No. It's a trap. It's a tarp. Alright, housekeeping. So, if you enjoyed today's episode, or experienced emotions, or both, uh, let us know. Send us an email, or comment on the show site.
3: Yes, please comment on the show site. Please also talk to us on Twitter, and and Telegram, and Facebook. If you want to be part of our Telegram, please message at Wine Red Fox on Telegram, and I will be more than happy to add you, or send us an email to cast at forwhatitsworth.com. com.
4: Yep. Um, if you enjoyed the show, tell a friend. It's important. I already said why.
3: Yes, definitely. Do it. Also, what is the next episode?
4: Oh, I just put that on the board, too. <laughs> well, wait. Before we announce that, we want to be sure to thank our supporting cast. So thank you, Delta, for joining us tonight. Yes, thank you, Voss. And we want to thank Firebreath for being Canadian and doing lines for us. He's a great announcer, and we miss him terribly already.
3: And we want to thank our lovely guests for coming. Is there something that you would like to plug?
5: Uh, sure. Uh, if you want to get in contact with me, uh, you can get uh, with me on Twitter at Oaken the Fox, on Telegram at, at Oaken. Um, if you are ever in Utah and you want to come check out uh, what we got going on here, just go to UtahFurs.org. Also, if you're in Utah and you want to party, uh, check out uh, on Twitter at Fluff Party. We have a little uh, free party night once a month here.
4: Alright, the next episode will be Digimon and Digisonas. Oh, we are? We are doing that. Because the other episodes have way too much prep, and I'm not ready.
3: Digital monsters.
4: Yep. Awesome. So if you're a beetle board, let us know why.
3: <laughs> well, we did this episode somewhat. I know that people are like, Pokemon is still completely different. You're right. It is. It is. It's a completely different universe. But we did something that was very similar to this particular episode. So... Tell us what did you think about Digimon when you were growing up? Did you love it as a child? Do you have a Digisona? Why did you pick to be a Digidestin? What <laughs> what is your um, your persona and why did you pick it? Any other questions you want to hear from them or answers?
4: No, make me laugh.
3: Make
4: me laugh. Make me laugh. <laughs>
3: So I think that's it.
4: I know we're forgetting something, and more information as we stop. But what are we thinking of? I don't know.
3: Is there something else in housekeeping? Our housekeeping. No. No.
4: I don't. I, well, we'll figure it out later, and then I'll post it. Okay. Okay.
3: Well, this has been Room.
4: This, this is Tugs.
3: This is Boss And Oaken. And this has been for, for what, what it's worth. worth. Oh fuck! You know how to do it. <laughs>